0: Hey fam, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 21. Our guest today is Allie Addison, who is probably better known for her Instagram platform, Milton Manasco. She's totally making waves in the equestrian Instagram space, and I'm honored to have her on as a guest to talk about her equestrian life, her professional life, and how she has managed to merge the two together in a way that is super creative and super positive. All right, let's get started. Here's Allie Addison. Hey, Bethany. How's it going? It's going. It feels like it feels like a Monday and it's not a Monday. But it feels I so fun. thought the same thing today. I was telling my clients, like, "Oh, the beginning of a new week. What are our goals?" And they're like, "Bethany, it's Wednesday." I'm like, "Right? Oh, no,
1: <laughs> oh, we're so turned around." <laughs>
0: oh gosh! Awesome. Well, I'm so happy you are on the podcast today. Oh, um, thank you. I feel like everyone is all about Milton Manasco right now, and so I am so pumped to have you on to hear a little bit more about your story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get right to it. Tell me a little bit about your riding history and kind of where, uh, how it led to where you are today and what you're doing. Totally. Okay. So like you said, my name is Allie. It's not Milton and
1: I have to, (laughs) have to like begin with that because so many people assume that's my name and and am I a man? Am I a woman? And I am a woman and my name is Allie and I live in California (laughs) and I have, I guess we'll start at the beginning and start talking about horses. And I've been riding as long as I can remember. I am the daughter of two horse people. And so I was kind of born into it to this day. My parents were in their late sixties. We all still ride horses together. So it was definitely a family affair. I was born in California, still live here, actually still live on the same ranch that I grew up on. So I come from a very like cowboy Western background. I like to joke when I tell my story that I was the black sheep and (laughs) at the age of about eight, I came to my parents and I said, you know, I really like riding and I love my pony and I like going to the rodeos, but... I'd really like to try riding in an English saddle. And they're like, "Mm, okay, well, we'll give it a go. (laughs) Uh And it never, it never stopped. Like to this day, I still, I'm multidisciplined, I guess you could say, but my preference will always be the hunter jumper world. And it's just, I'm, I feel at home. Yeah. In that world and in that arena and in that Mm -hmm. discipline. So yeah, horses have always been a part of my life. Um, It was an inherited trait and I've, I've pretty much done it all. Like I, I was the rodeo kid, the pony club kid, the three day eventing kid. I went back to rodeo. I went back to team roping because when I was a teenager, that's what all the boys were doing. So (laughs) I thought, okay, well I'll go where the boys go. And then I like in college, I was exercising horses for like a cutting and reining trainer. I have played polo. I've played polo cross, I've done so much stuff. I mean, there's still many disciplines that I have not tried, and I would love to someday. When I graduated from college, I went to school out here in California and got my undergrad in business marketing and immediately turned back around and went back to school to get my graduate degree in business marketing, Wow! and I started working for an industry that I really enjoyed, um, I was a marketing director for eight years for a consumer products industry or consumer products company. And I poured like my heart and soul into that. And I really liked it. I learned a lot. I traveled all over the place, learned a lot about business, a lot about marketing, but like I said, I poured my heart and soul into an industry that, um, it wasn't really something that I truly loved. And so, during that whole course that I was working for eight years in this, in this industry, I maybe rode horses like five times a year. Wow. I don't know. Like it just, I think that happens to a lot of people out of college. Um, you know, they, they find a job and and a career and it consumes them in a way. And your personal passion kind of goes out the window and that's sad. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I looking back on that time, I don't know how I could have fit in horses. But um I the catalyst for me was well, I got married in college and then we had a great long marriage with no kids. And then we decided to start a family. And when I started a family, I was like, you know what? I hate my job. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm tired of traveling and I'm not going to keep traveling like this when I have a kid. And so I quit and I went to work for myself doing marketing consulting. And, um, that offered me a lot of flexibility and I was able to bring horses and horseback riding into my life again. So, it's a juggle, a big juggling act. I own multiple businesses and have two kids that are seven and five, and then I have this 39 year old man child. <laughs>
0: And are you married? I am. Married. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. So do you know what it's like? They're, they're children. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, That's why it, I am always like, I don't need to have kids. I have it, you. Not yet.
1: You have him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was my firstborn. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah. So I, I somehow I, t- I committed myself. Let's just put it that way. When I had my first baby, and then, you know, like a couple months after I had him, I'm like, you know what? Damn it. I'm getting back in the saddle again. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And so fast forward all these years, I still ride today. Like I said, I ride in multiple disciplines. I come home to the ranch and I hop on my quarter horse mare, who's just like this fancy ranch horse and nice. and we like we're cattle and everything. And then I have um, my jumper. And he is at the barn that I ride in or ride at in San Luis Obispo, California. And um, I try to ride like three to four days a week. And I think that's a pretty mm, normal uh, amount of riding for a lot of working adults and and parents. So, yeah, like I said, it's a juggling act, but I try my darn hardest. Wow. Um, Yeah. And so now, back to what I do. Like I said, I quit my job and became a marketing consultant, and um, that offers me flexibility with the different industries that I work in, and um, it also allows me to work in the equestrian industry and with equestrian brands, and obviously, I've, like, dived into the world of Instagram and meeting all these wonderful people and horse people, and that also definitely keeps me in the game of horses, I've I've found a way to make it a part of my daily life even if I'm not on horseback.
0: Yeah. Life's just so much better that way, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: it is. That that is how it was for me when I was not doing something horse related right after college and mm-hmm. like days were just like longer and boring and you know it just there's there's no nothing fun or nothing to look forward to in my day and it's yeah even if I'm in the office working on stuff even like because it's horse related it's so much more fun (laughs) yeah
1: no it it, um I there was an article that came across on I think it was on noellefloyd.com and it was about how to keep horses in your life even if you're not riding and mm-hmm. it's it's finding these little niches and, and ways like even going through and, and attending a horse show as a spectator or flipping through magazines, equestrian based magazines, and just finding that connection somehow because it's not sure. always doable for a working adult.
0: But right like I said I'm trying. Yeah, definitely. So so tell me how Milton Manasco actually started like what what, okay. what came what kind of like came into your brain to make you see this kind of idea of putting Uh-oh. Milton Manasco together. And it is an evolving idea,
1: honestly. <laughs> like, my husband hears all, like, all the craziness that floats around my mind, and he's like, holy moly, girl. Just keep it reel it in. <laughs> Write it down. Yeah, reel it in. Beautiful thoughts, but reel it in. Uh-huh. So, um, again, like I said, the catalyst for me getting back into horses on horseback, <laughs> number one, was having a kid, quitting my job, and realizing that I needed my own personal passion again. Sure. So also during that time, when I started writing again, um, I'm a really creative person. Like I said, my degrees are in marketing. I've always loved the creative aspect of marketing. And so I've always been very drawn to art and visual arts. And um, I'm very much like I'll go into a room or I'll go and look into a brand's portfolio and I just start like picking it apart and reorganizing everything and making sure that visually it looks really, really spot on. Mm -hmm. So during that time, like Instagram was just It was just starting to take off. And I wanted to collect like a series of things that um, visually inspired me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to be horse-based. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I'm sitting here with my baby and it's late at night. And I'm going to just kind of create my own little page. And everything's going to be really horse-related. And I also wanted to shed some light on my great-granduncle, who was Milton Manaska. And he was a famous commission artist that he hailed from California, but he lived out his days in Kentucky. So he would be commissioned to paint, like the racehorses of the 40s 50s 60s and into the 70s and his clientele list was pretty impressive the paintings that he did mainly oil he also did um, some charcoals and some watercolors but they were very very classic very exacting is a word that a lot of art critics would use, like his ability to translate the form and function of a horse onto like an actual canvas was pretty pure. And he was known for not only painting a very exact replica of a horse, but also the landscape behind it. And um, like the clouds that he would put into the landscape behind the paintings and the trees and, and the terrain and the environment was pretty beautiful. And art is subjective, girl. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I could look at one of his paintings and it makes my heart palpitate and someone else could look at it and go, "Eh." yeah, you know, big whoop-de-doo. Right. But I loved his art, and because this was a family member, I grew up in a home that had his art everywhere, and in my grandmother's home, his art was everywhere, and we have originals, and we have artist prints, and we have books, and I have sketches, and all this stuff, because he was family, and it was passed down to family, and I grew up surrounded by his art. Okay, so I in, in our conversation, I'm so sorry, I'm going to segue all over the place. I love I'll, it. Cut, I'll try <laughs> to keep it straight for you. So because he's not as well known as, say, like, Munnings or Stubbs, George Stubbs, you know, these are all very famous equestrian portraiture artist of their day I was like oh okay well here's my other passion my passion is collecting my great uncle's art and I'm going to find these pieces and they are you know they they pop up on auctions all the time and I was just looking for a place where I could collect all the visuals that I felt embodied his name and his craft and his skill so I started a page and I named it after him (laughs) Yeah. And I would like search and search and search on eBay and I would find the art and I would share a picture of it on Instagram. And then I would typically buy it also myself <laughs> nice. because there's only so much that was handed down through the family. Mm-hmm. And because he was a commissioned artist, he, he made this art for other people. And, you know, when you think back about this timeline, decades have passed. And so younger family members, they might not want the art anymore. And they're going to sell it. They're going to put it up for auction. Sure. So I'm constantly looking for his art. And my husband told me when we built our house and I started decorating and my mom gifted me a bunch of pieces. And he's like, I think our house is becoming a little horsey. I'm all, well, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And he says, Allie, there's literally classic equestrian art on every single wall. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm totally cool with it. So I'm running out of wall space, Mm. but Instagram allowed me the ability at that point to like catalog the work. And then it kind of snowballed from there and I started doing more inspirational things and then it snowballed from there. And I, am like I said, I'm a marketing person, a creative person, and I do a lot of my own art. And so I started putting up some of my own pieces on there and which are not classic or exacting <laughs> right. yeah or like true to form and function of the animal but it it's it did snowball into like this modern representation of like equestrian culture I guess you can say
0: yeah so wow that's amazing hey guys interrupting you really quick to remind you my favorite time of the year black friday is fast approaching each year i come out with a free online holiday lookbook that goes over all of the big deals in the equestrian industry as well as staying up to date on the fashion trends so head over to myequestrianstylecom lookbook to sign up for early access so that as soon as the lookbook comes out you'll be the first to know all right that wasn't so bad was it (laughs) let's get back to the episode So what is your current mission of Milton Manasco? Well, it's, um, hmm, okay. Uh, (laughs) there
1: has been like a new evolution where, Uh and I think Instagram is really unique in that it is like, First and foremost, it's an advertising tool. It's a marketing tool. And it's a behemoth. Oh, that thing is a behemoth marketing tool. So we live in such a a unique time where we could actually market something and build a brand before we even have a product to sell, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess I've been building a brand in a way, mm-hmm. and the like, foreseeable future right now, or the immediate future, is that I I'm making stuff and making stuff to sell as a cool. consumer good, and people will ask me like, well, what are you making and and why? <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm just I'm just making something that I wish existed yeah. and that I want to wear or that I want to use or I want to have, have in like. my home or have on my wall. So um, really, it's it's stuff that I like and. And awesome if anyone else likes it. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. But beyond that, I guess the greater overall mission is I've always kind of seen like this disconnect between people that are really involved in the horse world and really, really into this, this um, passion. I guess, hobby mm-hmm. for some, profession for others, and then people that have no clue about horses and no clue about the the culture that surrounds it. Right. So I, I used to joke with some colleagues like a year or two ago, I'm like, oh, if, if I could just bridge the gap somehow and make it so that anyone, anyone like out there in the populace could see a picture of a horse and go, Ooh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love this world. I don't know it. I'm scared of that animal, but I'm really attracted and intrigued by it. And so I think that time has been happening. I mean, if you could go back decades and, and you'll get like major publications and major companies that are constantly bringing horses and equestrian culture into their marketing and into um, the visuals that represent their brand. Sure. So I feel, I feel like it's getting there, but yeah, I want to mainstream equestrian culture. And to the point where it attracts newbies. And and like I said, maybe those people will never get on a horse, but they'll come and they'll spectate a horse show. Mm-hmm. and maybe it'll start ending up on tv a little bit more often the more they see it from other brands big you know like big luxury fashion houses that are really pushing this and they have for a long time the magazine publications the the digital platforms that are now being used that's my goal i want to mainstream it and make it very intriguing and mm-hmm. chic
0: and make it something for everyone because it really, it really is, well, we'll get to that for everyone in a second, but as okay. far as it being chic, th- that is just, that is what it is. I mean, if you are around it enough, it mm-hmm. is so, it's so classic while still having, I mean, but it's yeah. accessible. Like, exactly.
1: I, I don't want it to be like, Oh, this is only for one group because it's not
0: exactly. like exactly the that's, love for that's horses, been the feel for
1: a while. Yeah. And and I think that feel can grow. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've noticed that in the conversations in the equestrian world, like I don't want to see like any disconnect or growing apart from like who loves horses and who's involved and who appreciates them and who has a passion for them. Like I really do feel this is a culture and a sport for everyone to enjoy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I see that a lot. I feel like it was definitely a subconscious, uh, looking to other riders who mm-hmm. were maybe well off, like economically mm-hmm. and thinking like, Oh man, like I, like I could be so much better if I just had the funds to like be in that position. But now kind of being in another end of the spectrum of the industry and yeah. seeing the, the other side there is, there's a lot of negative emotions and stigmas that go against mm-hmm. some of the, the people who are a little bit uh, more well off that they don't work as hard or they don't really love their horses or they're doing it for mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. So it really it's, it's very interesting how it goes both ways. And The, the culture is, uh, I, I feel like it is become, starting to become more inclusive, but Mm -hmm. I think, I think maybe when like we were growing up, it, it seemed like it was a little bit more divided. Yes. And
1: yes. And I, I, I feel like it kind of teeters back and mm-hmm. forth today. Totally. And I think that also really comes from the the age that we are in right now with how exposed things are. And, you know, like I have, for me, I have the ability to see from the palm of my hand on my mm-hmm. phone, writers from all over the world. And I think for, I'm not going to say that this is only happening to a younger generation, but I think a younger generation looks at that and there is a lot of curiosity, uh, maybe some judgment. I think that because it is so exposed today mm-hmm. and our lives are so overexposed that it happens to the best of us. We will ask internal questions like, Well, how does that person do it? Mm-hmm. And you know, why can't that be me? And blah 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 blah. So I think that's the battle of today's culture is um, kind of getting past that stigma and and breaking it down to what what connects and binds us all, which is just a passion for horses, a passion for the animal, even if, like I said, even if you're not sitting on the horse's back. Yeah. And I think there's some really great companies and brands out there that are helping to push that same message. Definitely. So,
0: yeah, inclusivity. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your overall message to the people who are following Milton Menasco, Like what would be the caption that you would copy and paste in every photo over and over again? What's kind of your, your current message? (sighs) My current message. I have so many. (laughs) Haven't you
1: been on there? Oh my God, I have so many. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw those aside and um, try to not make it cheesy, but, uh, (sighs) For the love of the damn horse, I don't know. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's that's what it's coming down to for me. Right. It's it's very lovey-dovey. It's very simple. It's the love for the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's something that I, we all have in common.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna uh, say any of my kind of naughty taglines and phrases <laughs> that I have. If anyone wants to see those, they could just go online. They can go, <laughs> yeah, they
0: can go read yeah. for themselves. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll keep it we'll keep it sweet. A queen, <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, but I like that. I think that's I think that's soup that's really true. As cheesy or as cliche as it may I'm sound. Right. It's like but... wah wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you would say, I mean, I always try to use these conversations in the equestrian podcast to kind of uncover little nooks and crannies of the industry that aren't normally talked about or, um, people don't know a lot about, what would you say that you are, um, I know we kind of covered this, but final kind of last impression about what you would want when people come on to Milton Manasco, what would you want them to kind of like get out of it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I
1: like for me and the, brand, I guess that I've created in the form of Milton Menasco. you'll see that I don't really show pictures of my face. Um, I don't really show pictures of me, which is probably why a lot of people think that I'm a dude. Um, I am a very private person and what I want people to feel when they come on there, I don't want them to see all of me and get focused on me. I want them to see beautiful art. Like I said, art is subjective. Maybe they don't think it's beautiful. Maybe they don't think it's cool. But I want them to be inspired. Like, I don't want, I don't want anyone having to have any internal battle with themselves. Like, well, this is where she lives and this is what she does and this is what she has and blah, blah, blah. Like everything that I try to convey on there, I just want it to be really positive and really uplifting. I don't want anyone to visit the profile that I've created and walk away thinking poorly of themselves. I just want them to be inspired. And I want that passion for horses to grow from that inspiration.
0: Yeah, I love that. I feel like that is so important. And that's something that can sometimes be a little bit more on the rare side with this app. So I really appreciate that you have kind of made that part of your goal with with mm-hmm. your space um, that people really feel like um, they can... Stay positive and not have to feel like they're comparing themselves to anyone else. Exactly. It's just, it's positivity. I want there
1: to be an element of fun. Mm -hmm. I want there to always be an element of, of what I feel is beautiful. And I also love the, um, the ability to showcase others. In my space, you know, I'll I'll throw, I'll throw up photography and art from other people. I'll throw up styling from other people. Anything that I come across, I'm like, that is awesome. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Therefore, here I go with it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want them to feel. I want them to leave seeing what I've created and feel better.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you are doing such a good job at it and you just keep killing it. (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate um, it. Well, Allie, thank you so much for being on the Equestrian Podcast today and um hope we get to continue to work together and do fun stuff. I went in on your fun little projects happening that you're not telling anyone about yet. Oh, well I'm giving like little, little tidbits and little, if you look closely in the pictures, you might see something. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I will for sure be on the lookout, but until then, yeah, keep, keep doing you and I wish you all the best. Thank you. I appreciate it, Bethany. What did you think of today's episode? head over to anywhere where you listen to the equestrian podcast and please rate and review and tell me what you thought i would love to hear your thoughts because i'm curious and it helps people like you find the equestrian podcast it also allows us to find some amazing guests for you to listen to so win-win for everyone Well, that is about all the time we have for today, but make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Equestrian Podcast so that you stay up to date on any news for the podcast. So until next time, I'm Bethany Lee. This is the Equestrian Podcast. Now get out there and enjoy the ride.